Parker, Taylor Rays, Pretty Kyle's Attack! Where was Benito's troops? Sometimes deception is the better part of valor. What? Greetings, Maximals and Predacons. Welcome to episode 44 of Too Much Energon, the laser comb podcast where we talk about Beast War shit and talk shit about Beast Wars. I'm one of your hosts, Christopher Siege. I'm your other host, NeoCal. So, NeoCal, did you see that uh, Hasbro just recently... And by recently, I mean a week ago. And I totally meant to talk about this on last week's podcast, but we ended up talking about the weather instead. What? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. For the second week in a row. Um, but what, did, what, what, what was it? What's this news? Uh, the third and final chapter of the Transformers War for Cybertron trilogy on Netflix, Kingdom, has a release date, finally. It's July 29th. Mm-hmm. The beasts are back, baby. Man, when I started watching that, I had no idea it was going to tie into Beast Wars. Like, I'm sure if I, like, Googled and, and researched it enough, I, I could have found out. But it was just a p- very pleasant surprise for me when yeah. I got to the end and there was, like, a fucking, ro- like, a Cybertron Raptor eye. And I was like, <laughs> what? I, I very much, like made a point of not spoiling that for you because like I wanted you to like get that exact same like level of shock and delight that I did. You did a good job because holy shit, I was I was shocked and delighted. <laughs> a realistic uh, velociraptor. A realistic velociraptor <laughs> in the vein of uh Jurassic Park. Um uh, yeah, so July 29th. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, that is also the going to be the day that uh, we record episode 50 of Too Much Energon. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like it was meant to be, right? Um, yeah, pretty excited about that. Man. The, the, G1, the G1 characters are going to... To meet the uh, the Beast Wars, the Beasts, I'm, Maximals and Predacons. On one hand, I'm like, okay, they need to explain this time bullshit. And on the other hand, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I, like, just... I, okay. The, the future yeah. Maximals and future Predacons are there. Cool. Yep, yep, that's where I'm at with it too. Um, and uh, speaking of uh, G1, specifically G1 Megatron, 
the the lesser of two Megatrons, in my opinion. Except there's actually been more than two Megatrons at this point. Uh, um, so uh, GameStop in the United <laughs> States has uh, has announced a, a new product on their their website, and it is a G1 Megatron helmet. Its eyes light up. Uh, makes filled with like classic G1 Megatron quotes. It's uh adult size, so a uh adult male. Well, not <laughs> specifically male, but uh an adult male as pictured in uh some of the stock photos of this thing. <laughs> uh can can easily wear it. And if you're listening to this and you haven't seen these photos, go look them up or in fact, you can go to the too much energy on Twitter account. Because I find this, I find this photo so outrageously hilarious that I think it is probably going to be the too much energon <laughs> profile photo for the for the re- for the rest of eternity. I can't see something <laughs> possibly beating this out. Like yeah, there's... we 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 won't describe it. Just <laughs> the the article's linked to on, uh, on the Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I I posted a, a link. Uh, to the article, so uh, go go check out the the Too Much Energon uh, twi- <laughs> official Too Much Energon Twitter account. It's weird because it's G one, but it's like War for Cybertron. G one, like with his luscious lips. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm I. It's a hard sell to convince me that you can see out of that thing. It doesn't look like you can see out of it. Well, and indeed, the eyes like glow; they're emissive. So, yeah, like, how would you even see where, out of that? Where are you seeing out of it? I, I don't know. I'm <laughs> a little curious, but not enough to want to <laughs> to buy one. God, I, I, I have the the article on Cybertron.com. Uh, I, I, I have the article open on my computer right now, and. Uh, right in front of me and I, I'm staring at these photos <laughs> and every time I look over I'm just like just cracking I don't up. know it's just <laughs> the way it's presented is so like matter of fact <laughs> yeah. it's so weird seeing like a, a really good like replica Megatron head just on a normal dude wearing a t-shirt with his arms crossed <laughs> and like the head's like this fucking big <laughs> And the head looks very photoshopped. Like the Megatron head look it looks like the it looks like they took a stock photo of a model and then photoshopped Megatron's they head just onto put it. the fucking head on. <laughs> <laughs> oh Christ. Um if we ever do um, more too much energy on art, we should try to replicate <laughs> the <laughs> Like put um, the guy, put the guy in the background that's just like the white t-shirt, <laughs> the gray t-shirt wearing the <laughs> Megatron head. I kind of want to take like us to take photos of ourselves with our arms crossed now and, and just then Photoshop, Photoshop that head on top of us. <laughs> <laughs> or Photoshop like that could be the thumbnail like, for this. <laughs> just oh, I I found a a great image in the episode. Of, uh, oh. that, that I'm going to use as the show art, and I'll point it out when we get to it. Megatron makes a pretty, uh, pretty um, 
luxurious flourish at one point in the episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what I'm... I noticed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it it's great. I love it. Um, but yeah, photos of us with our with our arms crossed in that exact same pose. Even wear like we can even wear like gray t shirts. Just yeah, generic. And then and then take like Beast Wars, various Beast Wars characters. like Photoshop like Optimus Primal's gorilla head on one of us. <laughs> Rat trap and Dinobot. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> oh God. So I, I I I was thoroughly, thoroughly entertained by that. And <laughs> I, I I can't even I can't even put into words why. It's just it's sometimes it'd be like that. <laughs> uh what is that what is that like viral quote? Um, oh the uh, people don't think it'd be like it is. But yeah, it do. yeah that, but it do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I that's probably I it's an ancient Maymay at this point, but I can't even think of when that meme was out. But, like, that's my favorite like, quotable meme. People don't yeah. think it'd be like it is, but it do. But it do. It, it do, do indeed. Um, speaking of Megatron, uh, for, the, for the audio listeners, I, to my left, this week, I have a original... Uh, Beast Wars Transmetal Dragon Transmetal Two Megatron figure. The fuck did you get that? <laughs> I found a guy. I don't know if I I talked about this on the the show before or not. I don't think so. I had no idea you had that. Uh, I found a guy, uh, kind of sort of local. I did have to travel a little bit to meet up with him, but he was selling on um, uh, a classified site. He was selling individually uh, an optimal Optimus, which I, I've displayed in a previous episode of the show before. And he was also selling a Dragon Megatron. And I think optimal Optimus, he was selling for like $65 and Dragon Megatron, he was selling for 60 And so I just messaged him, took a shot in the dark. And I was like, hey, would you take 100 for both of them? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. Oh, so you have two optimal optimuses? No, I have an optimal opt one optimal optimus and a dragon Megatron. But he, oh, he, have you just not had that out yet? Like, have you been waiting? Yeah, I've been waiting. Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah, and this sneaky, this sneaky. was this was months ago. Yeah, yeah. You've been um, waiting to bust out the the dragon Tron. Yeah, I think this was probably back in February, maybe. Dragontron. Dragontron. Dragon Suck Tron. my dick, G1 Megatron. I'm <laughs> way cooler than you. And I I need your spark to prove it. Yes. I did he I, he didn't put it back. So yeah. So he Doesn't that uh, fuck with the time? We'll get into it. Look. Yeah, yeah. Also, his, his spark chamber has a weird, like, spiked tongue for grabbing things. He has, like, a weird tentacle. Uh, yeah. It's. I don't know what that was about. That was <laughs> weird, man. It's strange. It uncoils and. Yeah. 
it's yeah, strange. We'll, we'll we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, I I do actually like this episode quite a bit though, and I think I might like it more than Cal. Just just a tad, you know, just a wee bit, just just a little. Also, I, I I realized a few minutes ago that I I kind of fucked up the video, and uh, forgot to before I started recording, I, I forgot to actually maximize the video, so I don't really know what to do about that. <laughs> um, so see, the beginning of this video may may end up being just a static image, or you're gonna see the inside of the uh, the the Discord chat. <laughs> Either way, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, either either way, I we are delivering content with uh, minimal effort. <laughs> we could go back and re-record all of this, but we don't want to. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> We've already spent one mega cycle getting this far to begin with. 95 clicks. Yes. <laughs> oh. Uh, warm in here. Master Blaster. Master Blaster. That sounds like a toy from the 90s. Master yeah. Blaster. Ma Master Blaster is from something. It is. It's vaguely familiar. Master Blaster is from Mad Max. There we go. Uh, I'm trying to think. Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Master is the brains and Blaster is the brawn when it comes to running the massive methane power plant underworld located underneath Barter Town. Master exercises his will while Blaster uses his imposing size to keep the workers in line. Sounds great. From the Mad Max wiki. So it's like, it's a big dude with a midget riding on his shoulder. Whoops. Yeah. I, I, a little person. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't think the, the word that I uh, let slip is. Uh, you didn't use it in malice. No, <laughs> right? no. Yeah. yeah, no. But I. I, I still don't don't mean to be disrespectful to anyone. So. I, I speak like Borderlands uses that that term for a lot of their little enemies. Really? Yeah, I, I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but yeah. uh, like they they you know how like there are psychos, the guys oh, with yeah, like, the yeah. masks and the axes, and they like scream and they like run at you. Most of the enemies you fight are psychos. Um, yeah. There are psycho little people so that yes some yeah so that word that word is phasing out but a lot of people are unaware <laughs> that it's uh it's a relic yeah. <laughs> of the past yeah yep it was uh just a slip of the tongue in my case <clears throat> oh uh, a, sl a slip of the chest tentacle if you will yes Fuck, I still can't believe that's even a thing. <laughs> you have nightmares of Megatron's chest testicle. Ch chesticle? Yeah, chesticle. let's go with that. 
or chesticles. So many questions about this episode. So, yeah, speaking uh, of the episode, it do we, opens uh, up. Do we want to get started? Do we want? Yeah, yeah. Let, let's let's we'll jump, get, jump. We'll get started it. in a, a brief second. Uh, just a minute here, but uh, before we we do that, uh, here's a word about Patreon. Do you want to hear more laser comb content each week? Is one episode of Too Much Energon or Alphanumeric just not enough? Then subscribe to Lasercomb Patreon, where starting at a mere $5 Canadian per month, you get exclusive bonus recordings of Christopher Siege, NeoCal, and AP Sniddler shooting the shit, access to the Lasercomb Discord, monthly shoutouts, and more. Higher tiers include bonus video content, the ability to pitch future podcast content to us, a free t-shirt, and more. Support Too Much Energon and Alphanumeric by joining the Lasercomb Patreon today. Hey, this is uh, episode 44 of Too Much Energon, and this week we are talking about the 10th episode of season 3 of Beast Wars, Master Blaster, which, as we just discovered, is a reference to a couple of characters from Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Uh, and now that I know that, the, the, it, I, the title kind of makes sense, given, uh, given what goes on in the episode. Uh, a little bit. Sure. <laughs> uh, episode originally aired on February 28th, 1999. And, it's a good uh, year. It, it it was a good year for film. One of the mm -hmm. best years for film, in uh, in my opinion. We had uh, Fight Club, The Matrix. But even just those two. Being <laughs> being John Malkovich. That was ninety nine. Yeah. And uh, a whole slew of other films that uh, it's, it's weird. But I, I fucking like it. Being John, John Malkovich. So yeah. fucking weird. Like, what a weird concept. It's like, okay, John Malkovich, the actor, you're going to play yourself. And there's going to be a cult that has access to a magical room where people can see through your eyes. For 15 minutes at a time. And then they are, they are ejected from your brain over top of the New Jersey Turnpike. Like ten feet up in the air, they fall into a ditch. Yeah, <laughs> it deals with a portal, and yeah, it's... it was one of the it was one of the first like kind of strange movies that I ever saw. I was like fourteen when it came out. I was too young to appreciate it. I I, I, think I watched it when I was like 12, 13, 14. and I was like, "What's going on?" I don't know, and didn't they... like commit all the way through it. See, I, like, I was 14 when I first saw it, and I think, like, that was the perfect time for me to see a movie like that. Because, like, I just, so? like, I really just reveled in it in how strange it was. Oh, what was it? It took me for it. I waited until I was, like, 16, 17. Not waited, but just... Because it was a film that my grandma kept trying to get me to watch, Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah. So... I saw that when it was a new release when I was like ten. <laughs> yep, I liked it. Oh, you liked it as a ten-year-old. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. I um, I think 
think I may have mentioned it on this podcast before, but when I was a kid, like for TV generally, other than Star Trek, I pretty much watched like kids shows, but movies I primarily watched like grown up movies. I didn't really watch a lot of children's films. Yeah. Well, the Green Mile came out, House on Haunted Hill. I made my partner watch House on Haunted Hill. Uh, they did not think it was good. <laughs> I I don't think it's a terribly well-regarded film. No, I mean, uh, what else came out in 99? What was the one with the kid that sees, like, Bruce Willis' ghost? Oh, uh, The Sixth Sense. Is that like 99, 2000? I think that was 1999, yeah. Uh, what really fucked me up? Because I, w- I would have been 13-ish. Oh, I think, I think I watched The Blair Witch Project. I came out in 99 or 98-ish. 99? It, was 90, it was 98, I think. 98? Oh, Existence, which was Oh, a... my God. <laughs> That's Cronenberg? Uh... Yeah, that that's a weird movie. So weird. Um, Can't believe that came out the same year as The Matrix. They're very. I, they have similar themes. They they do have similar themes. They just go about them in very different ways. So different. I love both of those movies. Oh, the one mummy. much more than the other. The Mummy, man, what a what a fucking year. Mystery, what a year. Mystery Men, Office Space. Oh, Mystery Men. Uh, payback, which is not a not a movie a lot of people remember at this point. Is that but it's um, Mel Gibson? I remember it. Yeah, it was. I remember being. I remember liking it. <laughs> it it's fun. Yeah. Um, Bicentennial Man, Sleepy Hollow, which I is personally my favorite uh, film of Tim Burton's. I like it. Fucking what was it? It's like the final reveal. Of the movie, it's like Christopher Walken as the Headless Horseman, and you're like, yeah. what? The f- <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, here we go. Wild Wild West. <laughs> wild uh, Wild West? The talented Mr. Ripley. American Nobody. Pie? Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um... Yeah, anyway, so 1999 in film. It was uh, what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive in 14, which is when I was, which is what I was. And when I wasn't watching any of those uh those movies that we just named, what I was doing was watching Beast Wars, specifically this episode. Yep, this episode uh starts with Silverbolt like patrolling the outside of the Ark mountain base. Yep. Like a British soldier. Which we've never seen him do before. Never seen anyone do. Yeah. Again, I don't understand why they don't just have the auto cannons on all the time. Um, power, maybe? I don't know. Mm, yeah, let's go with that. Sure. But yeah, he's like walking back and forth. So like a pal, like a palace guard, and uh, the the Predacons show up, and they appear to be carrying some like big contraption. 
and Megatron tells Waspinator that he will be sub commander of this mission. And Waspinator is in beast mode, carrying this like gi- like giant like Acme missile, basically. Mm-hmm. Um. And Waspinator is all like, oh, Waspinator, make Megatron proud. Megatron's like, yes, I, I, I'm sure you will. Y- yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you hear like snickering in the back, like the Predacons just like giggling. Yeah. So it's like, oh yeah, there's some kind of shenanigans are going on. And, uh, inside the, uh, the Ark Mountain base, uh, uh, Cheetor and Rattrap are like carrying some shit around, moving boxes. It's like comically around. huge, like yeah, giant yeah. piles of boxes and something. Yeah, it's like they're playing Death Stranding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I still need to to play that. It's uh, I'm fond of it. I um, I'm. Like we reference Metal Gear in almost every podcast we ever record, so I I, I dig Kojima's work. Um, well, that's his first because he he had butted heads with um, Konami um, Konami because like he's their intellectual like workhorse, but like he's also very zany. Yeah, and. It was a matter of time. So, like, uh, Death Stranding is a very good, very pretty, like, first game for a new studio. Death Stranding is very much uh, Kojima unhinged. It It's Kojima, like, being out Kojima in Kojima. There, there is some bananas shit in that game. And uh, I, I'm there for it. Yeah, he stole Guillermo del Toro and um, Norman Reedus. Uh, Norman Reedus from um, um, P PT. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> took them to his. Took them to make um, Death Stranding. Yeah, they were supposed to make Silent Hill a Silent Hill reboot, and then Konami was like, "Eh, we're just gonna cancel that because you know, just because." You know how stoked I fucking was for that? Yeah. Like, oh man, Guillermo del Toro, Norman, like, Reedus, uh, the, the style changed too, right? That very up-close that we got to see in Biohazard somewhat, right? Very up-close, everything's detailed, claustrophobic. Like, PT yeah. was freaky shit, man. Yeah. I... For for a demo, it, it, the thing is a like it's a demo and it's still like one of the best games of the past decade. Isn't that weird? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but you can't get it anymore. I have it uh, sto- stowed away on a, a on a flash drive. You have a, a special well. There there are secret ways of getting it. <laughs> <laughs> but um. You can't download it from the PlayStation Store. No, even if you've uh, previously, like previous, like most of the time, if you've downloaded something before and it gets delisted, you can still re-download it. You can't do that with PT. Hence, why I've kept it on a flash drive for all these years. Yeah, it says PT, and he keeps it in like a little lockbox. 
up on the top of his his shelf. Uh, you're actually not far off. <laughs> uh, actually, the the flash I should transfer it over because the flash drive that I have it on is like a decade old at this point. So I would be uh, I would be very sad if it were to to fail. Yeah, put it, move it, move it on to something a little hardier. Yeah. Um. So. Waspinator like flies this like missile over to Arc Mountain and like the the auto guns come online I guess finally yeah Optimus says auto guns online yeah this is what confuses me the auto guns are online but Silverbolt is outside manning one of the guns manually perhaps it's like a a, a Tesla like it has like auto drive capability but it kind of but... But you can still take control of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a the Tesla cannon. Yeah, yeah, there let's go, go with that. Yeah, let's go with that. So the giant Acme bomb that Waspinator's carrying, Silverbolt sucks, so he misses every shot at Waspinator. Waspinator in, drops the bomb in, on him. <laughs> in this case, he misses 100% of the shots he does take. Yeah, so that'll <laughs> teach him. <laughs> Um, and uh, the giant Acme bomb like comically blows up the turret that Silverbolt's in and Silverbolt yeah and the Maximals run out and uh, this is actually funny yeah Wasp Waspinator transforms and he's we actually hear him say Waspinator terrorize which we haven't heard him say in a long time probably since season one good point um, yeah so he transforms and uh, is like, Predacons attack! And he does this like, like flying, like kick thing, like downward. Um, and uh, no one comes. No one comes to his aid. And he stops and he's like, where's Raspinator's troops? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, sweet summer child. <laughs> <laughs> and like Optimus is kind of like, kind of like raises an eyebrow it's like uh and then just smacks him squishes him yeah like, like yeah and, and then like a cartoon he becomes a flat 2d version of himself and falls to the ground and then they, like they they like looney tunes over at mainframe <laughs> and then tarantulas like has like a blowgun like a future blowgun. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it shoots this thing that like burrows into uh, Optimal Optimus's foot. And we actually get to see the inside of a Transformer's body. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Because it digs into him and then it like crawls around. Yeah. All of his circuitry and like mechanical parts. It's like a yeah. weird virus spider thing. Yeah. Like... Uh... It gets to his spark, and then like, like what looks like an energon blade comes out, and it like sticks right into his spark. Disgusting. Uh, yeah, kinda. Fucking tarantulas, man. <laughs> um. And uh, yeah, uh, Optimus then starts like acting all weird and sounding like Quick Strike. Yeah. Sounds a lot like Quick Strike, huh? 
Yeah, imagine that. Um, and so, and then uh, Optimus. Oh, by the uh, way, the little virus has a radar dish that oh, shoots yeah. a signal out. Yeah, yeah. So, and his uh, spark turns green. Ooh. <laughs> So Quick Strike is con is clearly controlling uh, Optimus now, and Quick Strike, Quick Strikeimus, <laughs> um, Strikeimus, sure. Optimal Quick Strike. Oh, fuck, he will never be optimal. <laughs> so Optimal Quick Strike gives the order uh, to uh, to Rat Trap to get um, Silverbolt back into Arc Mountain into the CR chamber, and. Uh, he radios Rhinox and tells Rhinox to order all field units back to base. And uh -huh. then Cheetor is like, oh, well, what do you want me to do, Big Bot? And keep in mind that in this shot here, Rattrap is still like very much oh. in view. You actually see him moving in the background. Yeah, yeah. So For a brief moment. So... Long story short, uh, Optimal Quick Strike punches Cheetor and knocks him out. Rattrap still would have been in view, uh, like, uh, like, with an eye shot of all of this. I didn't notice that the first time I watched it. I, I noticed that the second, because I, uh, uh, I watched it for the first time on Monday, and then I watched it again today, like a couple hours before we started recording. Um... And yeah, so that's dumb. Black Arachnia, um, you know what? Her form, this form is growing on me. You know what I actually noticed uh, earlier today? Because there's one, there's a couple of uh, moments later on in the episode where Black Arachnia literally like web slings like Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. She has a similar color scheme to Spider-Man 2099. I was just thinking that the the chromatic blue and red, yeah, weird. Yeah, that just popped up in my head. I was like, "Isn't like future Spider Man that color?" Yeah, and her her legs on her back like kind of like flow, just like um, I don't know. Spider Man twenty ninety nine has these weird like like web wings type things sticking oh, out of his back. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to look at a picture of them just to make sure I'm not crazy. Spider-Man 2099. Helps him glide or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He's got these, like... He's got this, like, torn, like, webbing coming out of his back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh... Transmetal 2, Black Arachnia. Very very evocative of Spider-Man 2099. And I kind of wonder if it was intentional now. Hmm. I noticed that this time, it's, oh, geez, excuse me. This time it's almost like <laughs> she's like wearing like a barbarian thong and like a red top. Whereas before she was all just kind of black and gold. Yeah. Almost seems like she's wearing boots and clothes and like a helmet. A barbarian thong. <laughs> yeah, you know what I you know what I mean. Um, also a wrestler thong, if you will. Yeah, a uh, a a very very uh, womanly loincloth. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say manly, but I'm like, wait, she she's not a man. 
she can still be manly, damn it. So she walks through the ship because she, she, she or walks through the the base, and she's kind of suspicious. Yeah, because the and lights she, are out. She can't find anyone when she goes up the elevator. There's a voice that says "bridge." <laughs> yeah, what is, what is yeah. that? Bridge. <laughs> is, <laughs> it sounds it, almost like Rhinox. Yeah, you heard it's it like, too. Yeah, it's not the uh, the the maximal computer voice because that's just. That that's just the dude who does the voice of Cheetor doing a slightly different voice. Um, yeah, is it her computer? I I don't know, but we we've never heard this voice before. I was so thrown off, but I thought Rhinox was like in the background somewhere. Yeah, hearing like, her to get to the bridge. Yeah, right? yeah. So that that's new. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It 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 made me laugh earlier. Bridge, bridge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, she goes and fiddles around. Yeah, and she's uh, greeted by by I'll optimal finish. by optimal quick strike. And uh, yeah, they they exchange some banter, and he like grabs her and picks her up, and she's like, "What the fuck's wrong with you?" And he's all like, "Sugar bot." And, yeah, and uh, he's all like, "Where depth charge." I ordered you back, both back to base. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, Depth Charge exists. I, I, he doesn't even need to be in the show. And indeed, he is not in this episode. No, he's just mentioned. And uh, yeah, he, he doesn't come to help or anything. That's like what he, I thought was going to happen. Yeah. It was going to be him showing up again and like saving the day. No. Yeah. I don't understand where he would be. His whole thing before was he's hunting down Rampage. Yeah. And Rampage is here, so. What the fuck is he doing? And his ship is exploded. Ship is destroyed. Uh, he's under the sea. <laughs> under the sea. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, as, as I just uh, alluded to, all the Predacons are, are in Ark Mountain now. And, yeah. Uh, Black Arachne is like grape face. I should have known. <laughs> grape face. <laughs> but um, yeah, they're just there. Yeah, they're they're just there. The Maximals are all unconscious in a cage that's suspended uh, above them for some reason. And it's shown that Quick Strike is controlling Optimus by being in a hovering giant mechanical suit that's uh kind of looks like a uh, dollar store version of optimal optimus like a, a transmorpher if you will <laughs> yeah <laughs> a transmorpher and i was like wouldn't that have been like much easier if you were in like a vr rig a, a robot animal warrior <laughs> Animal Warrior. <laughs> that's the that that that's the dollar store version of uh, of Beast Wars. <laughs> Robot Animal Warriors. Uh, cheetah Man. <laughs> yeah, Cheetah Man. Tarantula Man. <laughs> Gorilla Man. Uh, uh, ape Leader. Ape leader, um, young cheetah. 
Sarcasta rat. Sarcasta rat. <laughs> or just like rat face or something. Rat, rat face. Yeah. <laughs> We're giving, yeah, I don't want to give them too much credit. Rhino hide. Probably raptor bot. Raptor bot black widow. <laughs> yeah, black, just Black Widow. Like, that's all it would be. Bl but Black Widow is one word. Yeah, Tiger Bot. <laughs> uh, Robot Animal Warriors. <laughs> and on the packaging, it's like... Um, Oh, what would be a good, like, shitty dollar store slogan? Instead of more than meets the eye, or it would be like, like, from, uh, from animal to robot warrior before your very eyes. Th there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and then it has, like, a really shitty, like, little, like, Photoshop of, like, a realistic, like, animal, like, Trans it doesn't look like the toy at all. Tra transforming into the robot. <laughs> Ape leader is just like a picture of like a, a stock. Chip. <laughs> no, Ape leader is like a stock photo of like a dude with his arms crossed. <laughs> Colored gray. Colored gray with like a chimpanzee head <laughs> photoshopped. <laughs> I'm glad that we can amuse our, ourselves <laughs> with this fake, fake toy line. Oh, I, I can't believe actually how much I'm cracking up here. I'm like crying. <laughs> oh, robot animal warriors. <laughs> Maybe I'll I'll release like. I'll, I'll like um, take that bit of the podcast and then release that as like promo audio. <laughs> that could work. Uh, people listening are like, "Why? Why is this so funny?" To them? <laughs> it's the same reason why we think just like a random dude with a Photoshop G one <laughs> face on it is funny. <laughs> I kind of want to just like make a little prototype of this like animal warrior ro <laughs> robots. <laughs> oh. <coughs> and like the font is like Comic Sans. <laughs> uh, oh. And like the little like picture of the fully transformed robot, some of them don't really look like the transformed version because like that was like their prototype and they ended up like just making something else entirely you've yeah. been to the dollar store sometimes oh, yeah, you like yeah. look at the packaging and it would be like way cooler than <laughs> what the toy actually was yeah yeah it's like they they got a hold of the like um 
like the 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 some someone stole like the original prototype of like a GI Joe figure or something like that. The alpha used, design scene. Yeah, and they used that as like the the promo photo, and then they just like made like a shitty like knockoff version of that. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I used to um uh back back in the nineties there was this like G.I. Joe ripoff toy line uh at dollar stores called the core. I fucking know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, th- I know exactly far, what you're talking about. As far as like shitty like ripoff dollar store toys go, like that was probably like top tier. <laughs> Yeah, like the 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 core, like those weren't bad. Yeah, they weren't. What do you want? <laughs> they weren't. And their way. joints just had an elastic going through them that connected their arm to their their yeah, other yeah. arm. Yeah, same with their legs. Yeah, they didn't have as much articulation as GI Joe figures, and the no. paint jobs were never as good. And the the like. GI Joe figures would at, often have like like fabric detail and stuff like that on them. These figures didn't. <laughs> no, no, they had each limb moved a little bit, and then it's like head kind of did, but not really because it was all connected by an elastic. Yeah, it would just like turn side to side. Yeah, it would just turn side to side, but if you let it go, it would just kind of shift shift back. Yeah. But they were the same size as G.I. Joe, uh, actual G.I. Joe. So, like, they, they at least scaled well. So you could put them in G.I. Joe vehicles and shit like that. One of my favorite things was when you had, like, sandbox, like, um, like dump trucks and stuff, was finding, like, figures that could, like, fit into the, the driver's seats. Of oh, them yeah, stuff. yeah. Yeah, I don't know why, but in my head, I was like, well, nobody... I need a toy to be able to drive this. Can't drive itself. It's not crazy. <laughs> this isn't a transformer. I was gonna say <laughs> this isn't a transmorpher. <laughs> uh, this isn't a uh, uh, robot animal warrior. <laughs> uh, but that's what Quick Strike looks here, and uh, indeed yeah. he has a little microphone. And a monitor in front of him, so he could see out of Optimus's eyes and and speak out of his mouth. Yeah, I feel like that's a really expensive way when they could have just made him a VR rig. But this is the nineties. Yeah. Well, they have. Uh, I mean, we saw Tigatron go on season one, go on a like VR like vision quest through the Predacon computer. Oh, when he when he was like fucking uh, cyber hacking yeah, <laughs> into yeah. the Predacon base. Yeah. Yeah, that to was learn super about super trippy. Yeah, to learn about the the golden disc. And it that like it even had the like, man shit. <laughs> it even had the like straight the, the like disembodied hands that you get in VR too. Yeah, that that was that was great. Yeah. Um was that just something he could do or did, wait no, he had like a rig on his head, didn't he? Like goggles or something. He um, or did he just plug? He he plugged something into the side of his head, and like I think like a little visor came down. Maybe it was just a eyes. visor. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, something like that. I don't know. That was a while ago now. And uh, apparently, that happens in virtual space. In real life, you need a giant, expensive-looking 
Robot. dollar store toy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like you said, all the Maximals are uh, are in a cage and they look all beat up. And uh, yeah, Megatron like tells this. Megatron tells uh, Dinobot, who I swear I've watched this episode twice now. I swear he says Dinobot. I think he says Dinobot. Like the the subtitle says Dinobot, but like like I said, I've watched this episode twice now, and both times I've heard Megatron say Dinobot. He, maybe I I'm crazy. Dino butt. So he, he tells Dino Butt to go and find Depth Charge and dispose of him. And then we never see Dino Dino Butt again for the episode. So is this like the And why does version? he think that he could take Depth Charge alone? Is this like the the evil version of the Lone Raptor Bot Chronicles? Cause like now I kinda wanna kinda. know I kinda wanna know like what's like Dinobot got what, up to <laughs> what, what Dinobot got up to in his search for depth charge because we don't see either or hear from either of them in this episode. Beyond they this. have their own story, yeah, happening in the background. Yep. Um, there's one line from Megatron. He says, uh, "Oh well, well, six little Maximals. Well, I've almost collected the whole set." And I was like, <laughs> "At that." Uh... <laughs> you do you hear that, kids? There's six. Maybe you should buy them all. <laughs> and no, depth charge doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> yep that uh, that that made me chuckle. Got to yeah. catch them all. Got to catch them all. Well, it's not the only Pokemon like. Um, uh, motif in this episode. Megatron uh, or then orders. Uh, uh, Inferno to uh, go after Black Arachnia, who has now escaped. And then he does this like fabulous like flourish where he like extends his hand, his open hand upward to the camera. It's uh, if you're curious, it's at about uh, 8.20 on Tubi. Okay, so Rampage like grabs Black Arachnia. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is I'm it gonna... before she gets away? Uh, this is after she gets away. Like I said, it's at around uh, eight twenty one, eight twenty, eight twenty one on Tubi. Inferno, I'm... guard our guests. The Ark awaits. I'm gonna make that the the art for this episode. <laughs> he he's, he has a flair for drum. Drama. Yep. He's uh, a uh, a very theatrical individual, one might say. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, him and Optimus, Quick Strike, Quick Strike controlling Optimus. They fly out to the. Yeah, they fly out to the entrance of the Ark. Yeah. And uh, he's like. Give me the the access codes now. And um, uh, optimal quick strike tries to do the like data eye laser thing to transfer the uh, uh, Teletron one access codes to Megatron, but it fails immediately because. 
and uh, Optimal's compute onboard computer is like uh, transfer aborted or something like that. Uh, yeah. Maximal energy signature required. Mm -hmm. So Optimus has taken precautions. Yes. <laughs> well, but fuck no you. matter. But no matter. The key is in my hand. And I see that you have Norton antivirus. Yes. <laughs> no matter. It doesn't work anyway. <laughs> uh, I actually have Norton antivirus. Why would you do such a thing to your poor computer? Um, it came <laughs> with it came with my motherboard. Oh God! <laughs> and it will never leave. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's uh, I I don't have too too many problems with it. That's good. Uh, so Megatron just indeed just orders uh, Optimal Quick Strike to just access Teletron One directly. Yeah, if he it's can't like, take the key, then it's like that. Well, also he... means, go ahead. Yeah, it's like well, like he can't do anything with it directly, but like he can still just order Quick Strike to do it. So. That, that also means that. That also means that he can't get the golden disk info from Optimus, right? Like, he can't just get it scanned into him? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. And, uh, yeah, they open the, the door to the Ark and go in and then cut back to Rampage, like, trying to step on Black Arachnia, saying some, like... Serial killer shit. To serial ki Rampage says some serial killer shit. <laughs> like straight up, he's just like struggle as much as you want. I'll enjoy it. Mm -hmm. But but then she's like uh, says something about like he'll live to regret something, and he's like I regret everything. And I'm like, do you? Because I it doesn't seem like you do. It seems like he regrets nothing. Yeah. So I was a little. Confused by that line. It's interesting, though. I, I, oh, I wish they explored him a bit more, but maybe, maybe we've already seen all that character has to offer. I, yeah, I maybe interesting. Maybe, maybe he, like deep down, doesn't necessarily want to kill, but he's just compelled to. I find that, and, yeah, and enjoys it in the moment. But then afterward, he's like, "Oh, I really shouldn't have done that." I, it's an interesting line. Yeah, it, it makes you wonder, contemplate his existence a little. And uh, speak. Black Arachnia does some perplexing shit, man. Yeah, I was gonna say. Speaking of, uh, of you know whatever, <laughs> Black Arachnia. So you remember uh, a couple episodes ago, I was like, "What the fuck?" Cheetor has like weird like spider sense now. Involving. But only one time, and we've never but, seen it again? Or prior to that, it seems to be like a Transmetal 2 thing. His like spark will go green, and then he just knows that danger is imminent. Right. Well, it appears Black Arachnia also has some Transmetal 2, like green spark power, because she's able to... Uh, her eyes go green. And we then on her chest, we see her spark come out and glows green. And uh, she's able to uh, Jean Grey like this uh, steel beam that's just randomly chilling out on the floor. 
and like hurl telepathically or telekinetically hurl it at Rampage. And I'm like, okay, so Transmetal 2s have like some sort of hidden superpower? Hidden psychic superpower. But And I'm not necessarily against that, but the show hasn't explained that at all. No. It like it hasn't even attempted to. It's just like also oh, Black Arachnia seem she doesn't seem surprised that she did this out of instinct. She just like she did it on purpose. So we're yeah. to believe that she off screen she's realized that she could do this already. Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. And I mean they're made transmetal twos by the transmetal driver, which is a uh plot device that is never explained but we know it's of alien origin so i'm on i'm on board with them with it giving them like weird like superpowers i just wish alien right because it's alien tech so sure and these aliens seem to be like all powerful and omniscient yeah yeah i'm I'm, i'm okay they create for all intents and purposes like in the universe of the transformers they created earth um but it, sorry, there needs to be interval. a little planet. <laughs> there needs to be a little bit of like a little bit of explanation, though, right? Like we no, there needs to be a lot of explanation. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, we're not even given a little. A little, no, we're given no. none, and there yeah. needs to be a lot. Um, now, when they made okay, so who's who's a transmetal two? Is technically Dinobot? Yes. And then we've got Cheetor. Yep. And Black Arachnia. Yep. Is that it right now? I want to say yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Dinobot was like Frankenstein, a lab experiment with the um, transmetal driver. Yeah. Um, Cheetor was like an accident. He interacted with the energy by mistake yeah and his was like a werewolf right so they're all kind of like monster origins frankenstein werewolf we didn't really get that with black arachnia i thought it was going to be like a monster flavor for each transmetal too she's bride of frankenstein because she did die and it revived her oh there there you go yeah so you got frankenstein you got frankenstein's monster you got um <clears throat> um, like where cheetah, and yeah. then you got Bride of Frankenstein. So there's like a kind of a monster theme going on here. Yeah. Um, but it's I never, never actually thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I only I only thought about it um earlier when I was watching the episode. Um I understand Dinobutt and Cheetor. I and I know I won't get answers, but it still bothers me that it just like magically came over and bestowed its gift to Black Arachnia. It's like, hey, bitch, you yeah. dead. How about some transmetal? <laughs> yeah, we. Um, uh, well, I I complained about that extensively last week. <laughs> yeah, you really didn't. <laughs> I uh, was not a fan it, it was a good episode overall i think but i wasn't a fan of that no. um, 
<laughs> no. Uh, yeah, so she uh, Jean Grey's uh, one of these steel beams into Rampage, knocks him off her, and we cut back to inside the arc, and uh, Megatron and uh, Optimal Quickstrike uh, encounter the body of G1 Megatron. They go, they go back into the arc. Yeah. So I, I'm excited because I'm like, oh shit, we're going back in here. Like, yeah. The the maximals kind of stay out. Like they're like, hey, we can't fuck with time too much, guys. Yeah. So we're back in here. And the yeah. first thing I thought he would do is shoot Optimus again. Which it's a good what? point. Like, there's no That's way to I, stop him. <laughs> don't, don't shoot him again, right? Yeah. Isn't that his goal? Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like, yeah, the, the Megatron thing is important, but like he's only attacking the mountain and the Ark and engaging in the Beast Wars right now to take out Optimus Prime. Mm -hmm. Right? So what the fuck is he doing fucking around with his chesticle trying to <laughs> mess with Megatron? In fact, isn't that bad? Because if he's messing with Megatron, that can make things worse for the Predacons. So I was so perplexed why he didn't go and blast a hole in Optimus's head again. And this is like, I mean, if he like fucks with the the timeline on the the Autobot side of things, it's like, yeah, okay, he's a Predacon, whatever. That's just going to work in his favor. But fucking with G1 Megatron's spark, like that could potentially endanger his life. And then have a time paradox in where Megs, you can't do that. You'll create a time <laughs> paradox. Why, yes, that's what I want to do. Yes. I I was very confused. And I'm like, well, hold up. There should be um, a time storm again, right? Because when they had shot and critically wounded Optimus Prime, it created a, t a time vortex. But I guess in this case, like but he... Providing he returns that spark to G1 Megatron unscathed at some point, nothing... Then everything will technically be fine. Uh, yes, no no actual paradox has been created yet. It's just perplexing to me that all this shenanigans and shit are happening. <laughs> <laughs> like, during their like long sleep. And that they wake up Teletran 1 multiple times to access the computer. But only when the volcano goes off millions of years in the future does Teletran wake up and go, Oh, time to give you disguises. Time to go find uh, F F-16s and <laughs> red Peterbilt semi-trucks. <laughs> so it's and weird that gun, all these should... And a gun for some perplexing reason. <laughs> oh yeah, fucking gun, <laughs> just a gun. Um, or um, my, uh, would it be hilarious though if like there was like a rework of like G one? And can you imagine Teletran one like wakes up all the, the well, Decepticons again te first? Technically, War for Cybertron is kind of a rework of G one. It's like a re, it's like a retelling of the G one continuity. I'm curious to see. Because it's the opposite now. The Preds and the Maximals are already on the planet, but then the Ark and the Nemesis are Crash. landing. Yeah. 
that's, so that's wild. They're they're definitely going a different way with it, but it'd be funny if there was like another copy of G one them there on. The oh arc. yeah, just just already on the planet, but like on Optimus and like Megatron and the rest of the, their faces, there's like dicks drawn on them and like graffiti. <laughs> The rat trap was here. Like just yeah. <laughs> shit all over them. Uh, so uh Megatron uh uh Beast Wars he Megatron goes over to G1 Megatron. Yeah, Beast Wars Megatron is like Optimal Optimus became optimal with the spark of Optimus Prime. Yes. Imagine what G1 Megatron Spark could do to me. Ho ho. <laughs> Perfect logic, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean. I mean, it makes sense. He moved the spark. Optimus held the spark for a while, changed, so. I mean, you could make the argument, like, the argument could be made that the reason why that happened was because of the Matrix. Like the Matrix being bonded to uh, G1 Optimus's spark, and that's why Optima Optimal Optimus became Optimal Optimus. See, that's what I thought. Too many Optimuses. <laughs> Too many Optimuses. <laughs> Too How many Poké evolutions? <laughs> Too much Optimus. <laughs> that's uh, what I thought. I thought it was the the Matrix of leadership was like, oh, holy shit! I need a hero. Right, Time for right. an upgrade. Yeah, the, the the matrix is like to Optimus Primal. You got the touch. Boom, boom, boom. You got the power. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I felt like it. I, I yeah. they should have played that in the background, but no. Instead, they had him like American Werewolf in Paris, like fucking like transform in agony in the corner. Yeah, <laughs> they should have made it majestic. Like when Hot Rod became Rodimus Prime, but anyway, it's yeah, that's yeah. Th so, this is yeah. a lot less glorious. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, like I said, you could honest. That was my original assumption too. Was that uh, uh, Optimus Primal got the upgrade more because of the Matrix? And we not, said that when we reviewed yeah. the episode. Yeah, not specifically just because it was G1 Optimus's prime spark. But uh, Megatron clearly thinks that, uh, uh, I guess, spark fucking G1 Megatron will give him an upgrade too. So he opens up his chest piece, and we actually get to see his spark, I think, for the first time. I don't think we've ever seen uh, Beast Wars Megatron spark before. Yeah, even um, Quick Strike in Optimus's in prime. Uh... Optimal's body is like, this don't seem right, boss. Yeah. He's like, quit being a pussy. Now watch my chest tentacle go to work. <laughs> yeah, the, the the one time where Quick Strike is like weirdly the voice of reason in a situation. I was gonna say th this must be the only time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a uh so yeah, uh, he opens his chest up, and we see a spark, and coiled around it is this, like, long, like, tongue or, like, tentacle-type thing with a spike, mechanical spikes all over it. It has spikes. It's it's gruesome-looking. The inside of his chest is scary. Yeah. It looks like a web creature. <laughs> yeah, kind of. 
and and so this like his, I don't his, like. his spark tentacle like uncoils and like goes over and opens G1 Mega. He presses a button to open, gingerly presses a button to open G1 Megatron's spark chamber. And like, what what possible reason would would a trans would Meg, Beast Wars Megatron have? like logistically for having this weird like spark tongue like i i don't know I, and i don't like it yeah it's it's maybe weird. a self defense mechanism if someone tries to fuck with a spark it's wrapped up in this and it could freak out and attack <laughs> you know what i mean like <laughs> it's a lot of dick <laughs> themes around <laughs> megatron <laughs> Um, for example, let's say uh, Tarantulas tried to take over Megatron, right? Yeah. Send that little weird fucking robot into his. Um, presumably, this thing would swat it. <laughs> for the audio listeners, I'm like flapping my arm around. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're waving our arms around like like tentacles. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So presumably, so, I think it's a self-defense thing because uh, okay, yeah, yeah, are I'm, more harsher, right? Yeah, it's like it's uh, got like razor wire on it. So like, if Tarantulas did anything like that to him, this thing could crush it. Yeah, no All tampering right. with this bad boy spark. Okay, you sold me. I'm I'm with you on this. It's a Predacon-ish thing to do, right? Cheers. And yeah, and so, so while spark... his chest dick is like freaking out, Megatron's grunting. Yeah. And uh he pulls it into his chest and he becomes one he becomes one with his hero. Yeah. I have a question. Okay. Is Optimus experiencing this? Uh or do you think he's like unconscious during this? No, I think he knows that uh Tarantula has betrayed Megatron. Right. Yeah, because like right right away when he become when he becomes himself again, he immediately tells Black Arachnia that Tarantulas has betrayed Megatron. So he, he must be consciously aware of what's going on. That's that's kind of nightmarish for me. The idea yeah. of like someone else controlling me, but like me being stuck at well, the ending of spoilers for John Malkovich. Twenty <laughs> two year old movie. <laughs> Um, on this podcast about a 25-year-old cartoon. <laughs> the protagonist fucks some shit up and he ends up getting stuck inside somebody's head viewing their... experiencing what they're experiencing, but just kind of like through a lens. Being unable to interact with anyone or talk to anybody. Well, yeah, what happens is um, uh, John Cusack's character, who is a uh, a puppeteer by trade so which means he can magically mentally teach himself to sure yeah so yeah, <laughs> yeah so the 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 crux of um when people go through this like portal on the seventh and a half floor oh, right. of this office building yeah yeah it, it's it's such a delightfully strange film um but yeah, when when people go through this portal, they end up in the head of John Malkovich for, and like they can just watch, but they can't really like do anything. 
but they can see the world through John Malkovich's eyes. Like, but for an exact amount of time, fifteen minutes exactly. It's fifteen minutes exactly, and then they're ejected. Then they're ejected uh, over top of the New Jersey Turnpike. But the puppeteer learns how to go longer and and longer, longer. and eventually he learns how to control John Malkovich. And he actually lives his life as John Malkovich, who then decides to become John Malkovich, the puppeteer. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So he uses John Malkovich's fame to advance his own, like, uh, aspirations as a professional puppeteer. Um, But, and he, he spends, I think it's in the film, I think it's like he's spends like eight months controlling John Malkovich a long time he's essentially settled in yeah and uh eventually I can't remember how but eventually he he gets kicked out and you find out that John Malkovich was like aware of all of this going on but he just wasn't able to watching someone else control him in horror yeah 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 that's nightmarish to me man. yeah I, I don't like that and so that's what's uh that's what's going on here with uh with Quick Strike and uh, and Optimus Primal, Nightmare Fuel Man. Yeah, we find out. Uh, like you said, we find out Quick Strike and Tarantulas are in cahoots. Which I'm like, finally, Tarantulas is back, baby. Tarantulas is back, trying to usurp Megatron. Thank fucking Christ! And now we know why he came back. I guess. Yeah. What was his plan here, though? Uh, I get think rid of to... Megatron. Then what? Uh, he was trying to blow up the Ark to destroy both the uh, the the Autobots and Decepticons. Isn't that bad for him? <laughs> that will get addressed. Okay, then. Because I remember he was a Decepticon. He was a member. He was a member of the Predacon secret police. Um, I actually remember. Like, there's a plot detail that comes up in one of the upcoming episodes. And there's only like two episodes left after this. So very. Okay. I'll figure it out. Um, so it, it'll come up, and when it does come up, you'll be like, oh, okay, it makes sense. Well, now we know why, like, Tarantulas is just suddenly just just back with the... I'm surprised Megatron took him back, but I guess he's too much of a genius, too much of a... Like, the, the, the resource of Tarantulas's inventions and his schemes is too good to turn your back on. Right. So my head canon is that Tarantula said, oh, like, I wish to join you and your blah, blah, blah. And he was all like, very well, but you must prove your loyalty. And that's when the dino in um, those remote controlled transmetal dino, dino. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. So that was in my head canon. That was his gift to Megatron to get him back in his good, good books. Your tribute, mighty Megatron. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then he's like, very good, Lieutenant. Why not? Yeah. Um, So, yeah. uh, You want to prove your loyalty? 
Of course. Suck my dick. <laughs> what? <laughs> you heard me. <laughs> Opens up his like spark chamber. <laughs> um. So. Yeah, so uh, optimal quick strike as Megatron is like on the ground, like, like, presumably after he's just orgasmed from tentacling <laughs> it up with G one Megatron Spark. He's like him on and G one Megs became one. <laughs> yeah, so he's like on the ground, and optimal quick strike picks him up by the foot, and uh, he's like, "What are you doing?" I'm taking over. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. How quick, ambitious. Yeah, quick strike uh, betrays Megatron. And, I didn't think uh, he'd have balls. Well, he was going to work with Tarantulas in uh, and Black Arachnia. You're right. In, in season two, so he he clearly isn't all that loyal to to Megatron. He's just. Working, he for likes him. mixing it up. He, he's just working for Megatron because that's like really the 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 only gig in town at the moment. Yeah, I mean, technically, he's not even a Predacon or a Maximal. He's just like a a Fusor that woke up and got yeah. adopted by the Predacons. Yeah, and just decided that uh, you know he was what, an asshole, so he what, became a Predacon. Yeah, yeah. what in tarnation? <laughs> I'm an asshole, and they they like assholes. What lets team. me be more of an asshole cowboy? The Maximals or the Predacons? Well, if you join the Predacons, you can shoot as many Maximals as you like. Yeehaw! Also, you're the first one here. I like your style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Oh, right. Megatron lied to them. He's like, you're both Predacons. Don't you remember? Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, this is re this is revenge for lying for me. Into the lava you go. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, Black Arachne is in beast mode uh, on top of the the cage that the Maximals are housed in, and she like lures Inferno away. Yeah. And, uh, and uh... yeah, Quick Strike takes uh, uh, Optimal Quick Strike takes Megatron. Uh, still holding him by the leg upside down, flies over some lava and lets him go, drops him into the, the hot lava. And he splashes down into it as if it's made of water. Yep. <laughs> and he uh, sticks his head back out and he's all like, no! And then he slowly... We get the down. shot in the intro of his hand like spiraling in. Yeah. Almost expected like a thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kinda. And yeah, I think this is where we find out that uh that uh Quick Strike's working with Tarantulas. And they, they go back into the arc and um He's like, uh, Good work, partner, and Tarantulas is like Yes, partners. Now give me access to Teletron One. Uh-huh. And uh, he sets up a bomb. He he sets like or the 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 core of the the arc to to overload. Right. In, what is it? Uh, one hundred clicks. Yeah, I don't know why he didn't set it for like thirty. 
It Maybe would. it takes 99 clicks to get out of there. I got 99 clicks and a and Megs uh, ain't one. <laughs> <laughs> and Teletran ain't one. Yeah. Oh, there. that makes way more sense. <laughs> I got uh, 99 Megs and 99 problems and Teletran won. Well, and didn't you say, uh, like, early on in the show that clicks are actually, like, because, like, I always knew clicks to be, like, another, like, a, a unit of distance from, that's used in the military, like a kilometer, a click's another word for a kilometer, and you were like, no, I looked it up, and it's actually, like, an amount of time. Yes, in um, Beast Wars, uh, and presumably all of Transformers, it's an amount of time, not a distance. Yeah. Well, any anybody listening, um, it's kind of slang for people to say clicks instead of kilometers. Yeah. And uh, uh, common yeah. in the military because uh, apparently, and this was something I found out uh, doing some legitimate journalism for this show. Um, uh, apparently, the U.S. military uh, uses kilometers, not miles. Makes sense. Yeah. Just yeah. easier to calculate. Huh. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Today, today I learned, except I actually learned that months ago. <laughs> and clicks are seconds in Beast Wars for anyone listening. Is it? Approximately. It's not exactly. It will... Remember, I, I, I looked this up at one point. I thought a um, click. Didn't you? I, I think you said like a click was like 10 minutes or something like that. Was this one of the ones with two definitions? Probably. Um, was it? How, how much is a cycle? Okay. Hold on. <laughs> An entire Saturday afternoon wasted. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> click is click is K-L-I-K on this show. Here we go. And nanoclick. Oh, was I thinking of nanoclicks? I, I, I have no idea. Nanoclicks are seconds. Okay. So a click. Wait. So... Uh, 100 nanoclicks is about 1.5 minutes, which makes sense because 90 seconds is 1.5 minutes. Uh, but seeing... where where are you looking? I am on tfwiki.net. Okay, that's that that's where I went to. If you hadn't gone there, I was going to suggest going to because that, that's that's kind click... of. That that's my like go to like yeah. I, I I love TF Wiki I, that that's my go to place for, and a, a um, click is one point two minutes uh, and a one, nano click is about a second one point two uh, used idiomatically like oh no never mind that's that's not the right one. Defined for use in the IDW universe by Simon Furman in a forum post. The term first appeared as a unit of distance in the Marvel UK story, City of Fear. So Simon Furman is a pretty prolific uh, 
Transformers comics writer, and indeed, he actually wrote the uh, the final two episodes of this show. Oh, red! And he wrote the um, the two thousand and six uh, uh, IDW Beast Wars comic, Beast Wars: The Gathering. Interesting. Yeah, mm, so he wrote the final two episodes, huh? He did, yeah. So the the I guess he's kind of in a sure. Like I'll, yeah. his definition of click, I'll go with it. So yeah, so 1.2 minutes. It's it's about one click is about 1.2 minutes, yeah. And he sets it for what do they send this clicks. for? 100 clicks or 100 nano clicks. I'm pretty sure he said clicks. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back. Yeah, I'm I'm checking Warning. it out too. Systems People overload. listening, this is probably One, like really boring, but <laughs> 100 clicks to to core implosion. Uh, so, an hour and a half, this bitch will go off. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Wow. I guess they didn't keep their. Okay. To be fair, listeners, like the show's terrible at keeping its own continuity. Sometimes. Like Megatron will loathe them spending an entire afternoon <laughs> working on like a device. Yeah. Uh, he really says 100 clicks. Huh. I think they meant nano clicks because it feels like 100 seconds, right? No. Yeah, but a one, 100 seconds is only a minute and a half, that's, and that's not enough either. That's yeah, it's not enough. Because we've still got like, I don't know, like six six minutes, give or take, of the episode, and like there's a big battle that goes on between. Maybe more time goes off. The, in bit. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's um, either way too short or way too long. <laughs> right. I'm just gonna say that in this context, it's he sets it for like ten minutes. Let's let's say it's ten minutes. That's yeah. the, that seems like the 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 right amount of time. Like it's yeah, let, it, it's long enough that some shit can like some shit can go on, but it's short enough that there's urgency to it because like yeah. an hour and a half. It's like okay, well, I guess uh, um, hey, I gotta uh, we we gotta uh, uh, diffuse this core overload. Um, but uh, hey, do you mind grabbing me a cup of coffee and? Uh, you know, while we're at it. and It's a very sci-fi thing. You need it to be a short amount of time so people freak out, but long enough that you can escape. Yeah. And but indeed, short enough that it's difficult to go back through the ship to, to put it back to normal. And no matter how long it takes, invariably the bomb is always defused with like one second to go. Yes. Which indeed um, it is in this show and in every episode of Star Trek The Next Generation where they set the auto-destruct sequence. And, and they indeed, do a lot. <laughs> indeed, um, one, of my, one of my favorite movies, Galaxy Quest, directly rips on this, this trope yeah. of self-destruct stopping at the last one second or two. Yeah. Because they like def, um, restore the core or whatever and they're like, Sweet, we did it. And there's like, you know, 20 seconds left or something. Wasn't the device in that show in that movie that called the Omega 13? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in years. Hey, that movie came out in 1999 too. Did it? Yeah, it came out on Christmas Day in 1999. 
Amazing. Great. It came out on Christmas Day. Wow. Yep. yep. Uh, greatest year of film, at least in our lifetimes, I think. Yep. Prove us wrong. Yep. Oh, there was that one year when, like, E.T. came out. Oh, that wasn't within our lifetimes, though. Oh, that right, a, right. That was 82. Right, right. What was it? The Thing? E.T.? And Blade Runner. Blade like, Runner. All came out, like, the same weekend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, so what what do we got going here? Black Arachnia locks like like a brother playing up like a sister playing a prank on a brother. She locks Inferno outside. Yeah, and he's just pounding on the door, and she turns the auto guns on. Yeah the the only worse thing than a salesman is a pushy Predacon. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, and we we get Teletran One's voice saying uh, 50 clicks until explosion." So all of that took five minutes, apparently. Yeah, yeah. And a uh, Tarantulas is outside of the. I don't. He, considering he set the ship to explode, he's walking very leisurely away from it. I. One might expect some hustle in his step. Yeah. Like, usually when there's a self-destruct thing initiated, people are, are running. <laughs> I love it uh, <laughs> on the, 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 the joke of, like, auto-destruct sequences. I love in Spaceballs when they, when they set the... When the, the oh. <laughs> auto-destruct sequence is set and uh, they're like... They're like, oh, we can't turn it off. Attention all personnel, abandon ship. And they all just start panicking. <laughs> It's not like in Star Trek or whatever, where they're like in a very like hurried but orderly fashion, like getting to like escape pods and shuttlecrafts and everything. In Spaceballs, they're everyone's just over panicking. each other. <laughs> People are knocking things over, immediately tripping. <laughs> yeah, which is oh, I love it because that's that's how that would actually go down. People would just be like, ah. I should. I need to rewatch those two. I I argue that they're time. They're 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 timeless, Baseballs. especially Spaceballs. But Baseballs I Spaceballs and Galaxy Quest. I think maybe Galaxy Quest might age, but I really like it. But Spaceballs is, it's great. Yeah, because other than some like some pop culture references, there's nothing particularly dated about that film. No. Is like, and Star Wars is so prevalent that a, a 15 year old now is going to understand all of the, the Star Wars references. Pretty much, yeah. Um, <laughs> right. And yeah, there's like, like hell, they, there's even like a, a joke about Transformers in Spaceballs, and like even oh. that, that'll still play <laughs> nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I mean Transformers is more popular now than it's ever been. And if anything, it has that like nostalgia cool factor when they like put the VHS in and like fast forward to of Spaceballs and fast forward to now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh go back to then. Why? Uh, when? Now. Now? Yes, now. We can't. Why? We just missed it. When? Just now. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> when will then be now? Soon. 
How soon? <laughs> Fuck. Um, man, Rick, what a gem, Rick Moranis. Yeah, and and props to him too. He 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 quit acting just to focus on raising his kids. Yeah, yeah. After his wife died, none of this, honey. I shrunk the kids. Bullshit, honey. I looked after the kids. Respect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he had enough of, money; he can retire, right? Speaking of respect, uh, a fucking oh boy. savage dragon emerges from the lava. A red fire-breathing dragon, and it's motherfucking Megatron. Megatron, as if you're watching the video version, Megatron, just like this. Literally, hmm, literally a fucking metallic dragon. Yeah. And uh, Tarantulas is like Megatron. You live by the pit. Yeah. So one one thing I'm wondering about uh, about tr uh, Dragontron here <laughs> is you notice his teeth in robot mode. I don't like that. He looks like he got punched in the face. He's missing. So, he's or missing he's braces, or he's missing some teeth uh, uh, on the upper part of it. He has teeth like mine. <laughs> uh, his teeth are like broken and like misshapen. Like it's weird. I, I, I thought maybe I, I wasn't paying attention enough. But yeah, the space is in between his teeth, and it, it doesn't look cool. And like the the teeth that he does have are like broke, like look broken and misshapen. Oh, like I said, like I said, they're like my teeth. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm noticing that now. And if indeed, it if, if it isn't obvious, I kind of hate my teeth. I've come to accept my my teeth. <laughs> well, um, I don't hate them enough to actually do anything about it, but like I I don't like how they look. I have terrible teeth. Um all the I've come to terms with my teeth, but what I am proud of is that I floss and I brush every day. So my gum health is good, even if my teeth are all yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh, Megatron says he's a literal weird... fucking dragon. Yep. He says some weird shit to Tarantulas and is like, uh, uh, "I can, like, I can respect treachery, but like, only if you do it properly, or something like that." Yeah, we'll come to that maybe. I can't remember. It's it's in the scene after or coming up, or did I miss it? I don't know. But yeah, he says something like, I can respect treachery. Um, I can suffer your treachery, Lieutenant, but not your incompetence. Yeah. And then he chucks Tarantulas away and says, treachery requires no mistakes. Which... Yeah, and then Tarantulas is like crawling out of the lava, and he's like, yes, Megatron. No mistakes. And now he, like, it looks like the paint has been scorched off of him. Yeah. I'm like, that's it? You get yeah, a slap that, on the wrist and... That was weird. So uh, Dragontron goes and uh, confronts uh, Optimal Optimus and uh, Black Arachnia 
by say literally saying enter the dragon. <laughs> yeah. Did we skip how they defeated Quick Strike? Oh, I it doesn't even matter. For some reason, Quick Strike was in the same room and his fake robot that he's controlling Optimus with is in like is hovering, right? So he can make fake footsteps and all this stuff. And he attempted- it looks like it's attached to a terror board. And he's trying to he's trying to pin Black Arachnia between Optimus and his hover, his terror board. Yeah. And then they just collide. And it breaks and Optimus is fine. Well, like, I feel like there was a lot you could have done better there. Quick strike. She she shoot uh, Black Arachnia shoots the terror board, the terror out from, board. from underneath the uh, the dollar store optimal Optimus body, and then he falls over, and then Optimal Optimus falls on top of him, and that severs the connection. I guess severing the the dollar store optimal body from the the terror board it was attached to shouldn't i guess he, severed the connection shouldn't he have just i don't know controlled optimus from a safe distance you would think well he's not smart no that and that's true you know <laughs> I, i'm willing to forgive it because like we the, the because show he's dumb. the show makes no bones about the fact that uh that quick strike is dumb yeah, so I'm okay with that. I'm like, <laughs> you had literally all of the Maximals in the palm of your hand, and you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and indeed, Tarantulas didn't even give a shit about Quick Strike blowing up. He was going to blow up all of them and just walk off like a badass, right? Yeah. So he didn't give a shit about Quick Strike, the Maximals, like whatever. In fact, it almost seemed like he wanted everyone to be here when it exploded. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry, yeah, you were saying um we get a confrontation. Yeah, after it's he uh whips tar- tarantulas across the Yeah. Um Enter yeah, the Dragon. Yeah, so basically uh, uh Optimal Optimus and Dragontron like trade blows with one another. There's I'm not gonna go into it in detail. They fight, they, they fight. fly around, they, they shoot at around. each other, they Dragontron breathes fire. Uh, Optimus has like his, machine like, gun fire. His, his like machine gun in his jet mode. They like play chicken. They shoot at each other. Yada That's yada cool. yada. Yeah, it's a it's a good scene. Like it's a good uh, it's a decent action sequence. Black Arachnia goes into the arc and is trying to disarm Teletran One, who is now down to uh, twenty clicks to core implosion or explosion or whatever. And if you look at the computer monitor here, the countdown clock literally looks like a Stargate complete with chevrons. <laughs> um, hey, it does. Yeah. yeah That's not like, an accident. They're, they're a fan, right? Yeah, well, yeah, and uh, this was 99, so Stargate SG-1 had already been on the air for a few years by this point. We've we've come we've come to the conclusion that they're sci-fi nerds. Yeah. So. Well, and in, yeah, and indeed, there was an episode, uh, and this would have even been before SG-1 started, so just from the movie, there was an episode in, like, season one, I think it was, of Reboot, where, like, a portal to the web is, like, literally a Stargate. Yep. 
Yeah. <laughs> that was so, actually a Stargate. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so the, the mainframe guys like Star, they like Stargate. They like Star Trek. Yeah. Don't see a lot of Star Wars references in mainframe shit. And I wonder if that's either because they're not big fans or they were afraid of getting sued. Hmm. Well, Trekkies tend to be adamant that Star Trek... I feel like that's like the divide. Um, and indeed, there's a, there's a show I like called Undergrads. And there's a whole episode of Star Trek versus Star Wars, uh, Gimpy's Takeover. I rewatched that <laughs> recently. I actually found that a little cringeworthy. At it's this supposed point to be cringeworthy. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's supposed to be cringeworthy, right? Um, like, we're... We're not supposed to think that Gimpy's cool. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like I just find that, uh, and like I've I've been very frank about this on like any podcast I've ever done. Really, like, like I, I love Star Trek. I loved Star Trek growing up. Um, I I am a much bigger fan of. I I think Star Trek's way better than Star Wars. Like, uh, of the two, like, I like Star Trek way more than Star Wars. But I also like some Star Wars, too. Like, I don't feel like it has to be an either-or type Traitor. Thing. <laughs> I, all the really big fans of either-or I've met have been just one. And they're either indifferent or straight-up hate the other. Yeah, which, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't get it. Nerd Wars. Nerd Wars. Do, 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 do. So so what's happening here is the, the two big boys are fighting. Like uh, Black Arachnia is like hacking. There's like ones and zeros and she's shooting eye lasers. And... Yeah. And as the, uh, the, the countdown clock uh, gets to down to, to one click remaining. Ah, this is why I thought it was seconds. It goes eight clicks remaining. Five, four, three. Right? So that's oh, why okay. I thought it was seconds. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So <laughs> it's not even consistent within the episode. That's what I mean. <laughs> that's what I mean. It's like, it says 100 clicks, but that was not 90 seconds. Unless no. we're to believe that as it shows other scenes happening, they're all happening simultaneously. But then Tarantulas is just leisurely like strolling away from the arc. Cool guys don't look at explosions, man. You <laughs> don't know. Yeah. Not even when they create time storms. No. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Presumably this would create a fucking crazy time storm. Yeah, probably an even bigger one than the last time. It's. I think that is another trope in of itself. Like uh, on Dragon Ball Z. Oh, the planet will explode in five minutes. But that actually means five episodes. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. it's that whole like, oh, it's going to blow in 90 seconds. But then there's still 20 minutes left of the TV show. You're, you're watching? It's going to blow. <laughs> Uh, so yet yeah, the trope, uh, Black Arachnia stops it at one second, but she doesn't know that she did it. She like gets scared and like blocks her face. Yeah. Intellitrans one is like core implosion. 
Uh, aborted. All systems normal. Have a nice day. And I'm like, oh, you too. We find out that uh, Dragontron in robot mode. So his dragon head is one of his arms now. Hey, his teeth are normal again. Oh, I guess it was just that one scene. Oh, no. Uh, they, they go back. Oh. Uh, in, uh, if you look at on Tubi, 20 minutes and 8 seconds. Yeah, I'm... Because when he was walking up before he used his freezeway, oh, by the way, listeners, um, he has a dragon attack that shoots fire and a dragon attack that shoots ice. Yeah. <laughs> a that's solid was... of ice and fire. Yeah, that, 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 that's what I was going to bring up when I started mentioning uh, how one of his arms is a dr his dragon head, which he can... Better uh... than the floppy thing he had before. Yeah. <laughs> the dick laser. Hey, his uh, teeth are his fucked up teeth are back. Yeah, yeah. Did you think you could stand against the fury of both Megatrons? Um Which fair, like fair, I get it, but then like as soon as the other Maximals show up, like he cap turn turn like tucks his tail between his legs and runs away pretty easily. And it's like, oh, so I he guess six of them does that. So I'm like, oh, I guess six of them can can stand against the power of both Megatrons. But like, they are in a, a league of their own. Optimus and Megatron now, like yeah. Optimus is huge. He's yeah. bu mostly bulletproof too. Yeah, we've only ever seen like cyber venom or very large explosions affect him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's funny that like Rhinox comes out, whom we haven't seen all episode, and the others, and they start like shooting. He doesn't even really take any damage. He does this so much. This is like the <laughs> time he's done this on the show, where he goes, "Ha! Oh, it seems I must make a hasty retreat until next time." And I'm like, "You haven't even been hit yet, dog." Yeah, it's <laughs> you like have the time even, to finish him off. You're not even gonna try. You've just like essentially you like gone Super Saiyan. <laughs> You just like came back from from the depths of hell and were reborn as a dragon. Yeah. And you're just gonna peace out now? Yeah, like I, I would have liked to have actually seen Dragontron like completely like fuck shit up here. Fight all of them. Yeah. And win. Yeah. Or and go, I don't even need to kill Optimus Prime anymore. I like being the dragon in this mountain. <laughs> Bring to me your gold. <laughs> uh yeah so so he pieces out yeah he pieces out he flies away through the top of the volcano and, and he says uh, but beware the dragon's wrath so corny yeah now you know how i usually hate it when people talk in their like beast mode yeah i don't hate the animation of him talking with his dragon head no it, it it's good i like it I thought it would be like Uncanny Valley, like Depth Charges Manta Ray, or like when Optimus is in a jet and he's like talking and like moving his hands. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's fine. When he's talking as a dragon, it looks fine. Yeah, the yeah, the only ones that I don't like is yeah, I don't like uh like optimal jet man with his like moving his arms and hands around. It's <laughs> like it's like no, if you're gonna be in jet mode, like commit to that, like you, you don't have limbs that move in this. Uh, I always find it weird when he's in his jet form that he, his feet are just behind him. 
just like it's like beast mode feet. Yeah. Are just in the back and I'm like, no, go go full jet, man. <laughs> it, like I have a toy of of Optimal Optimus, but it's such a bizarre like miasma of ideas. I'm like It is, isn't it? Like like who the fuck designed that? It's doesn't I mean yeah. He's kind of cool looking in robot mode and like I can even guess I can even get behind him in beast mode, but like I don't like the jet and I don't like the like weird like car thing that he has. I completely forgot. He, yeah, he he has like a, yeah. a car. He has a car mode. and he, his like hands are just like in front like holding the the front wheel kind of like the uh the bat cycle Tumblr in the dark knight cycle thing, yeah. Yeah, the bat pod. That was the name of it. The bat pod. I forgot um, about that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't like his vehicle modes. <laughs> yeah. Robot modes cool. Beast modes all right. Uh, don't like the vehicle modes, and he spends most of his time in the show in that fucking jet mode. Um, yeah. Yeah. And like, who the hell thought of like, who the hell designed this figure? I would like to know and ask them, like, what the hell were you thinking? The guy would probably answer, like, man, they wanted, like, four forms. What do you want from me? <laughs> I did the best <laughs> I could. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted, like, four forms, and it was only going to be a $20 figure, for fuck's sake. What do you want from me? <laughs> I had, like, a month to make 3D render and design this thing, man. <laughs> Yeah, so what does Optimal say here? He's like, um, Megatron's more dangerous than ever, and now it's more important more important than ever for us to win this war. And the Beast Wars once and for all. And soon. And then Megatron like flies into the camera. And, and says, Hi, I'm a dragon. I am Dragon Man. Hear, Hear me, me roar. roar. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's been uh, episode 10 of season 3 of Beast Wars, Master Blaster. Uh, here on Too Much Energon, we rate episodes on the Too Much Energon scale, which ranges from not enough Energon, to sufficient amount of Energon, to too much Energon. Too much Energon. It's too basically... Too much Energon. It's basically bad, okay, good. Yeah. Uh, so, Cal, what are you rating Master Blaster on the Too Much Energon scale? Rewatching it, letting some things go. There, there was two points of conflict um, that a lot of the Maximals probably were unaware of. The two points of conflict were, of course, Megatron becoming a dragon, but also Tarantulas' treachery. Mm -hmm. So that gets points for me. At first... At first... When I first watched this, I was like, man, like, this show is just Digimon now. Like, they're just <laughs> evolving into, or Pokemon. They're just, just changing into digital monsters to save the digital world. Like, <laughs> I was like, they have so many forms. I, I don't know if I like it. And I, I went back into it, and I watched it with you, and I'm like, okay, well, what about this? And there's not that many inconsistencies. Taking over Optimus thing was like a side story rather than the main focus. Like, I feel like that should have been like out of all the people, quick strike, Megatron trusted quick strike. <laughs> you can, your most incompetent, like, <laughs> like, 
like quickest to to violent like not anyone else but it's like well none of them he, they're all idiots yeah. can't put waspinator in. he can't put quick strike in and he can't put inferno in it none of them can do an optimus impression quick strikes literally the best they had but then yeah. i'm like why wouldn't they put tarantulas in it uh perhaps megatron doesn't trust tarantulas enough but and indeed and yeah. indeed <laughs> yeah so i i feel like the predacons really squandered <laughs> a really powerful like move yeah um and and again i'm a little confused why megatron didn't go and shoot uh optimus first optimus prime yeah i, I thought that was his whole goal in the first place uh, maybe he was gonna do that after he after he got his merged. upgrade yeah after he got his upgrade yeah Let, let's go with that so you know what <laughs> forgiving all the digi forms <laughs> and all that stuff like It's it still moves up because it's moving the plot. Tarantulas mm -hmm. making that move. I presume um he's not a Predacon anymore. Or is it one of those things where oh you scamp, you tried to betray me, but come on back, like Ter Terrasaur always did. I hope not. <laughs> but he made a big move. Uh you know what? It it I think it it just hits too much energon. For me, I'm giving it too much energon. Nice. I I didn't like it at first, but it's at least it's shameless. And you know what? I really didn't fucking like the dragon and his lines. Enter the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> I I like his form. I like the the dragon form. All of the the. But like, I kind of like his form now. All of the all of the like the dragon lines that Megatron was spouting was just like dude. It's very Megatron like. It is, yeah. He, he's a cheesy, like dramatic, like motherfucker. So I, I like it. I <laughs> it, it 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 grows on me. And talking about it and and figuring it out, I I like it. Too much energon. Also getting into too much energon from me. Um, I. Find found this episode extremely enjoyable. I, I think it might actually be my favorite episode of season three thus far. Uh, maybe maybe second. I, I think my favorite episode of season three so far is still optimal situation, but I think this might be my second favorite now. Um, I really like yes. Megatron's. I, I really like Megatron's new form. Uh, I except the teeth. Except the teeth. But even that's kind of inconsistent. Yeah, sometimes he's got normal Megatron rows yeah. of teeth, and then another shot, he's missing them. The uh, the battle between Dragontron and Optimal Optimus is uh, it, I, I glossed over it, but it, like it's it, it's a pretty good uh, fight sequence. It, uh, it is, yeah. The choreography. I, I love the reveal of Dragon Megatron with the head like slowly like rising from the lava. The only thing I didn't like about that is that the camera cut to a different angle very quickly, and it was mm. too close to the model. I understand they wanted to get nice and close and show his scales and everything, but I felt like it needed to back up like five feet. Mm. Like it was really close up, and I was like, no, I want to see his silhouette. I want to see his whole body coming out of the the lava, yeah. not, not just up close. But I it's it's a really cool reveal and it's gratifying 
that he came out of there right as like Tarantulas was like, strolling by. <laughs> oh, only 30 more clicks. Oh, better pick up the pace. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, I, I I had a lot of fun with this one. So too much energon for me. Yeah. So unanimous, too much energon. Unanimous. Good. Uh, so that's been uh, episode 44 of Too Much Energon. Uh, we'll be back next week with uh, episode 45, where we will be covering the 50th episode overall of Beast Wars, Other Victories. Mm. And then the week after that, we'll be covering the two-part series finale, Nemesis, part one and two. So we're... I'm so... I, it's hard for me to believe... That this is wrapping up so soon. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even fathom. It doesn't feel like there's enough time to only have like three, two, well, one two-parter, but like three episodes left. Like it's, I know, right? How could they possibly <laughs> wrap it up in that time? Well, feels well, well, It feels half mid-season. That, that's the feel right now. It feels mid-season. Well, and I think, uh, too, like what's kind of set the precedence was season one was 26 episodes, but seasons two and three have only been 13. That's episodes. why it feels mid-season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, uh, as far as the plot advancing, I felt like season two kind of fit and made sense. But this, there's been a lot of perplexing filler episodes that I, I didn't want. Yeah. Yeah. I don't in, need two in, Death Charge episodes, man. In both season two <laughs> and season three, which we'll, uh, we'll we'll probably get into in the the next few weeks here <laughs> after uh, after we've wrapped up actually talking about the individual episodes. Um, best way to support the show, wherever you're listening to or watching this, give us a like, give us a five star rating, give us a subscribe. A subscribe. <laughs> Hit smash that bell. Hit subscribe. Yeah. Any give any us a and, comment. Any and all of the things. Uh subscribe to the Patreon. Uh every week you get to hear for five dollars and up, you get to hear uh bonus outtake audio of us talking about whatever. Uh this week I talked about some uh some uh, run-ins. violence. <laughs> yes, actually workplace violence uh, involving some uh, un unruly uh, patrons at my workplace. <laughs> patrons, for lack of a better word. Uh, so so uh, go, and, uh, go and check that out. Uh, really help us out. Help, keep, help us keep the lights on. Uh, if you want to follow us, you can follow the show on Twitter at Too Much Energon, or you can follow me on Twitter, at Lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B, and Cal, you are? Uh, NeoCal on Twitter, uh, Neo underscore K-A-L. Uh, like Superman. Uh, if you want to <laughs> send us an email, send it to Too Much Energon at Outlook.com. Or go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash too much energon, or for the general lasercomb podcast Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash lasercomb, spelled the same way as I spelled it out for Twitter. Lasor comb. Lasor. <laughs> Lasers in the movies are usually bad news. Always. Uh, 
<laughs> uh, we are running out of time here. We're almost at the two hour mark. So we are going to Amscray. I have been one of your hosts, Christopher Siege. And as always, I'm your other host, NeoCal. And until next week, enter the dragon. Beware the dragon's wrath. Rawr. Rawr.